Welcome to AFC Weekly Sermon Podcast, where faith works by love. We're glad you joined us, and we believe God has a word for you. So let's join this week's message. Glory to God. Open your Bibles, if you will, this morning, please, to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to continue talking about what we've been talking about since January, and that is Vision 26, Build the Next Generation. And I'm so excited about what God has done already in setting us up for the future. And I'm excited about what he's bringing into, excuse me, what he's bringing into place. He's setting things up right now like never before in what he's called us to do. And we're working on right now, you know, we're working on finalizing the plans for the children's new children's sanctuary and for the new school. We're working on those plans now. We don't know exactly. I mean, we know what the building's going to look like as far as the layout of it, but we haven't gotten the final plans from the architect or the builder, and we haven't gotten the final cost yet, but guess what? We already got the money for it. Amen. Amen. And as I told you last week, it's in all of our pockets. Hallelujah. And when the time comes and we need it, we'll have it. Y'all all with me? And we know it's going to be $3 million or could be a little more than that, but we know it's going to be around the $3 million mark. And how many know $3 million to God is nothing? Can you say amen? And so we're really excited. And as soon as we get that final number and as soon as we get the final um, layout and the plans for you, we will let you know. And, uh, but guess what? Nothing is impossible with God. Say it with me. Nothing is impossible with God. Guess what else? Nothing is too hard for God. Somebody shout, nothing is too hard for God. And what is impossible with man is what? Possible with God. How many of you know that? We, we believe that and we're walking in that. And we believe Vision 26, Build the Next Generation, is absolutely not impossible with God to fulfill everything that is necessary in order for us to build the next generation. Glory to God. And uh, when we began talking about nothing being impossible with God, we looked at the first miracle that Jesus uh, uh, did, and it was at the wedding in and, and the Cana of Galilee, and that his mother Mary came to him and said they've run out of wine. It was Mary's nephew's wedding, and, and they ran out of wine, and Jesus said, well, woman, uh, you know, what have I got to do with it? My time is not yet. She ignored what he said. She turned to the servants, and she said, just do whatever he says do, and she turned around and walked off. And we know that because she told them to do whatever Jesus said do, that Jesus then was able to, and she drew out of him. Look, even if you don't realize where you are, and even if you, you think it's not your time, you can draw out of heaven what you need when you speak faith-filled words. Can you say amen? Whatever he tells, she prompted him to action with her faith filled words. And then we looked at the feeding of the 5,000 men and, uh, and women and children, which some people says about 15,000 people there and, uh, and five loaves and two fish. And, uh, but the disciples said, well, what are they among so many? Well, with man, they're not, but with God, five loaves and two fish can be multiplied. And we found out that Thanksgiving is a multiplier. Somebody give him thanks right now. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving. When you bring it to Jesus, 
Jesus and you give it to Jesus, no matter how insignificant it might seem in our lives, when we give it to him and we offer up thanksgiving, he takes it and multiplies it. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then last week, Pastor Chris did a a phenomenal job, amen? And teaching on the, go ahead, come on, hallelujah, did a phenomenal job, continuing along the lines of thanksgiving as a multiplier, and he added something in there that I tell you right now is absolute truth. He said, thanksgiving will change your environment. You can be in an environment that's hostile, and you just, you know, even if you can't say it out loud, you just start thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It'll change the environment where you are. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, I want you to look at Luke chapter 5, and let's look at verse 1. On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds on the shore of Lake Galilee. There was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. Do you know that my wife and I are still pushing to hear the word of God? Hallelujah. And by the way, I forgot, darling, my wonderful, marvelous, stupendous, outstandingly, overwhelmingly awesome wife, happy anniversary. Today, today is our 45th wedding anniversary. Hallelujah. We've been together 47 years, but uh, we've been married 45 years. You should have seen Ricky and Jennifer and Christy and Robin when we got married. They were like stair steps. They went our wedding. Hallelujah. But 45 years, praise God. And I still love her more. I love her as much as I loved her when I met her and probably more than I loved her when I met her. That probably wasn't good, was it? (laughs) She knows I loved her so much when I first met her. She don't know how I can love her anymore now. Hallelujah. But through God, you can love anybody. (laughs) Now, that's not what I meant. Okay, we're leaving now, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor Chris, come on up and finish. Hallelujah. Praise God. But now look at this. On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds, and there was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close. One translation said they were pressing in to hear. Do you press in to hear the word? Or do you just casually get ready to hear it? Are you pressing in with your spirit? Are you pressing in with your heart? Are you open to receiving the word regardless of who's preaching it? Hallelujah. I remember my wife and I went to, we drove to Richmond, Virginia to hear Dr. Hagen preach. And we drove up there to hear him preach. You all right? Huh? You all right? All right. Praise God. You're alive and you're doing well, aren't you? Oh, he came. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you too. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Praise God. I love you. And you're alive because of God. You know that? James, you're alive because of the Word of God. And you're alive because your wife wouldn't give up on you. You're alive because your wife kept pushing in and pressing in to hear the Word. Glory to God. Amen. He's alive because his wife, his wife, she's back there with her hands raised, crying right now. 
Why? Because his wife would not quit pressing in to God to take hold of God when, when he was not supposed to be alive. He's not supposed to be here today. Matter of fact, their grandson not supposed to be around either. But can I tell you something right now? When you got a praying wife and you got a praying grandma that won't let go and won't give up, you can press in and take hold of everything God has for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why Chandler and Taylor, y'all ain't got a chance. You got to pray in grandma. Glory to God. Ben and Grace and Madison, all the rest of you. All, you got, y'all got several praying grandmas. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, you got to press in. You can't just press in with your head. You got to press in with your spirit. And it's two different things. A lot of people want to press with their head. They want to get head knowledge. And they want to learn as many scriptures as they can. They want to know as much as they can. People trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. Who cares? Who cares who he is? What difference does it make who he is or what he looks like? What I know is it don't matter because when Jesus shows up, it don't really matter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm pressing in to God. I'm pressing in to his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you got to press into his word. Press into his word. You know what Paul said? Paul said, I've not arrived yet, but there's one thing that I do. He said, I forget what's behind me. Said, I'm laying that stuff that's behind me. I'm forgetting it. He said, and I am pressing forward. He said, I'm moving forward. And if you can't press into the God, to the God's word, come on now, church. See, listen to me, moms. Listen to me, dads. Listen to me, grandmas, granddads. Listen to me, aunts, uncles. Your children go to school. You need to press into the spirit. Don't press on them. Sometimes we want to press on them. Tell them, quit doing that. Quit wearing that. Quit that. Y'all need y'all not be with that person. Y'all not be with that. You need to be that. And we're pressing on them instead of pressing on the spirit that's trying to get hold of them. How do I know that? Because I made that mistake. Listen to me, church. You need to press in to the spirits that are trying to control your family, trying to control your finances, trying to control your children, trying to control your grandchildren, trying to stop you from getting to where God wants you to go. There are spirits of darkness after you. But these people said, we pushing in. I don't, he got something. They didn't have a clue who he was. They didn't realize he was the son of God. They didn't know he was going to die on the cross for them. All they knew is they heard something that brought a change in their life. And they realized, I've got to press in to do what? To hear more. Some people would rather stay home. Now, I'm not knocking all you that are home watching it online. Could be a reason you're there instead of coming to church. And pressing in with us. See, when we press in, we help one another. See, son, you listen, do you know how many people don't press in doing praise and worship? People don't press in doing praise and worship. 
And then when I say lift their hands. But do you know, listen to me. Do you know you might not need a thing. But when you press in to God in praising and in worshiping, you are opening the way for somebody else that has a need. See, when, when, when Jehoshaphat sent out the praisers first, when he sent the praisers out first, and they, they're facing five armies, they're facing sure defeat. So he doesn't, he doesn't get his best warriors and, and put them on their armor and get their swords all sharpened, get their bows and arrows. He gets the choir and the praise team. You know, it cuts down on the size of the choir. When they know they got to go out first. Here's what we're going to do, God. We're going to send the singers out there. And when they go, they're going to sing, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. And the Bible says when they started singing and praising God, that the enemy turned on itself. And began to destroy itself. And see, when we worship and praise God, and we press into worship, and we press into praise, then here's what we're doing. We are releasing a spirit in the realm. We're releasing the spirit in the realm of the spirit. And what happens is, then it goes and battles. Somebody on this side of the sanctuary could be facing oppression. Somebody on this side is facing oppression, but they're pressing in in praise and worship. And because they press in in praise and worship, then they release the spirit that goes and sets this person free. Are y'all with me? So we got to push. We got to press. And moms and dads, granddads, grandmas, everybody, you need to press in in prayer for your children. You ought to pray with them, but you ought to press in in prayer when they're not there with you. Can you say amen? How come I got into all that? Look at verse 2. He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge with a fisherman nearby, rinsing their nets. And Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and asked him, can I use your boat? Push it off a short distance away from the shore so that I can speak to the crowd. So in other words, what Jesus said, can I use what you have? He's asking all of us that this morning. Can I use what you have? What you have may not be exactly what you need, but can I use what you have? Because when you give me what you have, then I'll give you what you need. Hallelujah. It's that simple. We give God what we have. He gives us what we need. Glory to God. And we give God what we have. He'll give us what we want. That's how good our God is. Can you say amen? Look at verse 4. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished, he said to Peter, Now row out to deep water to cast your nets, and you will have a great catch. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, we don't know what Jesus taught, but we do know that it had an impact on Peter. Because we keep reading, we'll find out that Peter said, Master, we toiled all night. We struggled all night. We, we, we've been fishing all night long. We caught nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I'll row out into the deep. See, listen to me, church. This is what the Lord spoke to my heart. It's deep water time. 
I said, it's deep water time, church. It's no longer time for the church to be playing in the shallow end. It's no longer time for the church to be wallowing around in in ankle-deep water or even in knee-deep water when it comes to our prayers, when it comes to our worship, when it comes to our praise, when it comes to our giving. It's time for us to step out into the deep water. It's time to row on out to the deep water. Look at somebody say, "It's, it's deep water time. Glory to God. See, with what's going on in our world right now, we can't pray shallow prayers. What's going on in our world right now, we can't just say, thy will be done. No, we got to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 and 28. And we got to say, Father, I've prayed everything I know to pray in my known language. But right now, I'm asking the Holy Ghost to come take hold of my spirit. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, pray through me the perfect will of God with groanings, groanings, which I cannot utter in my known language. Glory to God. That's the only way, church. We're going to birth in what needs to be done. And that is, Paul said, I travail in birth again till Christ be formed in you. So in other words, what Paul said was, I go out in deep water prayers. I pray in the deep water for you. Matter of fact, Paul said, I prayed in the deep water, and that's why you got born again. He said, but I'm not satisfied with you just being born again. I'm not just satisfied with you just going to heaven. Paul said, no, 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 no. I travail in birth again until what? Christ be formed in you. You want Christ formed in your children? It won't come from fussing at them and preaching to them. It'll come from praying in deep water prayers. It'll come from yielding yourself over to the Holy Ghost and let him do what Romans said, pray through you with groanings that you can't utter on your own. If you don't know what that means, you need to sign up for prayer school. You need to go to prayer school. Learn how to pray. Come on Wednesday night, learn how to pray. Listen, church, it's deep water time. We need to have deep water believers. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a deep water Christian. We need deep water prayers. We need deep water servers. You know what a deep water server is? A deep water server is a person that doesn't say, well, I'm 70. I served when I was young. I don't need to serve now. Let them young whippersnappers do it. No, a deep water server is somebody that says, I'm I'm not in heaven yet. So therefore, I can serve. Come on, church. A deep water server says, I don't know what the need of the church is, but I'll go find out because I'm a deep water server. I'll just step in to where they have a need. A deep water server is not looking to bless themselves. A deep water server is looking to step into that place and say, whatever you need, God will equip me, I'll do it. Wasn't it quite, you were shouting quite as loud on that right there as, as you were a minute ago. Look at somebody say, are you a deep water server? And then we need to be deep water what? Givers. Deep water giving. <laughs> you can't just drop that dollar in there. That's $5. Deep water givers go beyond their tithe. Yeah. 
Thank God for tithers. Thank God for offering givers. But in order for us to build the next generation and in order for us to build this building, we got to have some deep water givers. Deep water givers go beyond their tithe. They go beyond their offerings. Deep water givers are givers like we find when Moses built a temple, when Solomon built a temple. They both had to say, hold it. Look, don't bring any more. We got so much money, we don't, don't y'all bring any more. I would love to be able to stand up and tell you that one Sunday. But guess what? We ain't there yet. So keep bringing it. Are y'all with me? Deep water givers look beyond the 10%. They look beyond their own need. They look into the obedience of what God says. What did, what did Peter say? I'm going to move on. What did Peter say? Peter said, Lord, we've toiled all night. We've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. See, Non-deep water givers are still toiling to try to get ahead. There's two systems. There's two systems, two financial systems in the earth. One is God's system. One is the world system. The world system says, and it started in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit God God said, of all these trees, of all this fruit, of all these herbs, it's all here for you to enjoy. You don't have to plant it. You don't have to dig the ground. You don't have to do anything but watch over it. And the watching over he was talking about was through prayer. The watching over it was being done by the Spirit. It's all there. But then they partook of the fruit. We all know. And when that happened, God said, okay, this is what's going to happen. And you ladies that have babies and you go through pain, you can blame Eve. That's why it came. She said, from now on, you're going to go through pain in childbirth. You're going to go through pain in childbirth. And then, not only that, though, listen to me. You're going to have to toil. You're going to have to labor. And you're going to have to struggle for what I've already given you. I gave it to you for nothing. All you had to do was partake of it. But because you want to do it your way, you're going to have to struggle and toil to get exactly what I've already given you. And that same system is alive today. When we don't tithe and we don't give offerings, then we are doing it the world's way. Are y'all with me? So what did they do? They toiled. They struggled all night and caught nothing. But then Peter said, nevertheless, at what? At your word. That's all I'm asking our church to do. Listen to the word of God. Listen to what God says. If every believer here will listen to what God says do when it comes to, when it comes to praying, when it comes to serving, when it comes to giving, we all going to be out in the deep water. We all going to need life jackets. We going to need a boat, honey. We, we going to be in the deep water together. When it comes to praying, when it comes to serving, when it comes to giving. We step out in the deep water together. You watch what God does. You watch what he does for you. And the Bible says when they went out to the deep water, 
Peter said, nevertheless, at your word, I'll go. And they let down the net. And the Bible says that they got a net-breaking boat sinking load of fish that they had to do something. Listen, they had to call for their partners. So listen, our blessings is not just for us. Our blessings are for those that haven't come to Agape Faith Church yet. Our blessings are for the lost that's going to be saved. Our blessings are for the bound that's going to be freed. Our blessings are for the children and the families that are going to be touched through Impact Preparatory Christian Academy. Our blessings that God is pouring upon us, we're going to have so much, we've got to share it with others. Hallelujah. But if we're going to have it, we've got to step out into the deep water. Glory to God. Woo! Our God is faithful, isn't he? I want every deep water believer to lift your hands. Father, we thank you. And we bless you and we praise you. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we thank you, Father. You see these deep water hands lifted. Father, we thank you. You speak to us. You speak to each one of us, Father. You speak to us. And you direct us and show us, Father, how we are to be deep water servers, prayers, when we're to pray. We'll yield to your time of prayer. We'll yield to you calling us to pray. Whether it's in the middle of the night or the morning, whatever it is. Say this, Father. I will yield to your time of prayer as you direct me. And then, Father, I thank you for these deep water servers. We've all got gifts, Father. You've given them to us. We thank you for them, Father. And we thank you for these deep water givers. As you continue to bless us, we will continue to launch out into the deep and let down our nets. Say this, say, Jesus, I thank you that as I let down my net, I will receive a great catch. Hallelujah. Come on, thank him for it right now. Glory to God. Thank you for joining the AFC Weekly Sermon Podcast today. If you've enjoyed the message, please be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to be a part of sharing the love of Christ all over the world, you have the opportunity to partner with us through giving. Just text 336-800-8492 or visit agapefaith.com forward slash give. For more information about AFC, visit agapefaith.com or email info at agapefaith.com. And if you receive salvation today, we have resources to help you on this new journey. Just text NEW LIFE to 336 800-8492. We pray you have a blessed day.